Welcome back to the MBH Podcast. Money buys happiness. Miami buys happiness. Everything buys happiness. Guys, listen. First of all, I want to say thank you to everybody. All our new subscribers. All our old subscribers. Keep running up the fucking numbers. You guys are killing it. We love you guys. So we'll keep that rolling. Shout out everyone that caught merch. Yeah. We just closed that drop. But we're going to be dropping a new... A new set soon. Yeah. Maybe next yeah. couple weeks. We'll but be we'll getting into it. it. But uh, guys. Timepiece trading. Yeah, man. Jeez. In the building. Yo, we Some were uh, excited to have you guys, man. It's uh, Thanks for having us. Oh, no worries. No worries. We've, uh, I mean, we, we've been seeing your guys' stuff. We've been watching your YouTube channel a lot. Um, obviously, I think we were put onto it from Steve, right? Yeah. We like watched. most people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's where it starts. It's where it starts. He, he did a lot for us. But uh, but yeah, guys, I mean, maybe just a little bit of intro on yourselves, who you are, what you guys do, what is timepiece trading for anybody who's watching doesn't know you guys. For sure. So timepiece trading, basically, we buy, sell, trade watches, as yeah. the name says. Yeah. Uh, I started this company uh, two two to three years ago. Oh, I, I started in an apartment in Brickle. It was actually three years ago, exactly. Damn. I started in a little apartment in Brickle. Uh, the table was maybe twice the size of this table that we w- used to work off. It was me and Sean. Wow. Um, he got fired by my dad, actually. <laughs> and, and I hired Sean. He, he, was our mani- he still is our manager. Okay. Yeah, well. Killing it. Sean's the best. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We used to go, like, we started with two to three watches. Like, me and Sean would wear one. We'd keep a little bit of capital in the, in the account, you know, what, what me and Sean put in to start. And, yeah, we started there, and it just kept growing, and kept blowing up, up. Eh? so it was a is it a family business to begin with like you said your father so, as well so what happened is i i when i graduated at 20 i worked in new york for six days i got a job <laughs> six days. Okay. i love that I, I got a job in real estate i okay. was about to sign my lease and for a nice apartment and um the job i wasn't liking it right the, the first day he was having me move tables and chairs around yeah second day again like manual labor you know like useless stuff i was like this shit's never gonna help me yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, i'm getting yeah. paid four or five thousand but like it's not going to help me. I'm paying for my apartment. I'm not going to save shit. It's yeah. going to be cool to live here, but I, I want to make it big. Like, I always dreamt of, like, since I was 18, I wanted to own a Ferrari, which by 25, and I got it when I was 22. Boom. By Let's way, go. Yeah. And, Let's um, go. And so I quit the job because Hurricane Irma happened. It, it fucked up St. Martin real bad, which is where my dad's from. Okay. And um, I kept hearing, like, there was looting, right? Like, people were going around with guns, knives, like, looting. And I was like, I want to get back to my family. I'm hating this job. So I didn't sign the lease. I went back home and I was working with my dad for a bit. But the store was closed because the cruise ship terminal got completely destroyed by the hurricane. Okay. And St. Martin, Aruba, where my family's from, it's dependent on the cruise ship industry, you know? Okay. That's where all the customers come in, the tourists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so my dad never had Instagram. Like, he had a website, but it was really, like, old-fashioned. Like, not a lot of online business, you mm-hmm. know, phone or in person. That mm-hmm. was... That, that's how they did business. So I started an Instagram for them. I got to like 10,000 followers. I was just, but I was crazy. Like That was I, early on? When was this? Early on, like I'd say like five years ago now. Damn, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I used to go like, I'd follow your page if I saw like, not going to lie here. Like I used to go to like big watch dealers, you know, like Rist Aficionado, who's now my good friend. We do business. You yeah. Know? yeah. We're, we're up there together. Um, I, I would like go on their followers. I would like. Follow all of them, bro. And I would try to, like, connect with the watch people, you know? For sure. There was no other way to find these people. And I would literally like 10 of their posts, <laughs> like, grab their attention. <laughs> and I grew the page. It was good organically, you know? Not, not a dollar spent on it. It was amazing in a small island. And I was growing my dad's business from the office. But I was like, Dad, like, I could be in a big city and, like, making connections at the same time as doing Instagram, you know? Like, 
St. Martin just got destroyed by Irma, and, like, I'm sitting in a back office, like, not meeting anyone new, you know? And and I'm a people's person. Like, I like to go out. I like to socialize. So um, it got to a point where, like, not only was I selling my dad's shit, but I was getting offered shit. People were like, oh, do you want to buy this off me? Yeah. At first, my dad's like, nah, that's not what we do. We buy direct from the brand because his business is completely different. Okay. Uh, they buy, like, you know the Rolex store, like, Mayors? Like, yeah. How Ro- they get Rolex straight from Rolex. They sell it to you. Mm-hmm. That's my dad's business. Like, he used okay. to own the Richard Mill Boutique in St. Martin. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, okay. by direct from, okay. from It's crazy, yeah. Okay, so you still in the, you still in a similar like, industry. It was very kind similar, of, very yeah. similar. Like that, And I had a passion for it growing up because I was always around it, you know? Sure, So it was sure. amazing. It was, um, anyways, it got to a point, like, what I was being offered, people were asking me to buy. You know? Okay. And I was like, let me just try to flip this from here to there. I added, like, $1,000, $2,000 on, like, 50K, you know, like, sm- tiny margins because mm-hmm. I was like... I want to just see if this works. For me, 2K was a lot. My dad was paying me like 4K. I was making him like big money, bro. Yeah. You know, big money. <laughs> I was amazing. getting paid nothing. Okay. So it worked. Like two or three trades. Like first, my dad kept saying nah, because it, it was all his account. You know, I was doing business for him. Mm. He's like, no way you're putting 50K in to try and make 2K. And there's a risk that the customer not, might not pay you, that the watch may have a problem. It might be fake, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's a lot of that goes into watches. Um Finally convinced them, got done like a deal every two weeks. Then it got to like a deal every week. It got to like two deals a week. And then I'm like, I'm getting out of this island. I'm moving to Miami. Like, <laughs> you proved it at that point. Yeah, 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 you proved yeah. it worked. I was, yeah. I was making like 5X what I was w- making with my dad. Yeah. But I still wasn't taking that money out. It was still in my dad's account. But okay. I was like, dad, like, like I could go out and do this on my own with what I've saved. And I could start I could start a business, yeah. I think. you know. And he doubted me at first. Um, didn't, didn't want me to move and convinced yeah. him. And it's been how'd you fail. convince him? How'd you convince him? I just, uh, I mean, I showed him the numbers. They showed him the account, numbers, right? right? Through his account. Like, yeah. Yeah. Made him the money at uh, first. It was also Chachu, right? Yeah. My dad's brother, he okay. really believed in me. He he, he was like, look, we're re- really old fashioned. Like my dad and uncle, they still work with their dad, my grandpa. Okay. Wow. Okay. And like, yeah, yeah. even if they want to go buy a car, like out of respect, they'll, they'll ask him, you know, hey, dad, can I go buy a car? And my dad's 50 years old and he's way better than me, you know, yeah. way more well off than me. And my uncle was like, do you want that same lifestyle? You know, he kind of convinced me to, like, convince my dad. Okay. Nice. So, and he convinced my dad for sure on the back. <laughs> yeah, I gave so, you a little bit so of a push. Shout out to my uncle. So you came out to Miami. You were solo. You were by yourself? So my dad fired when I was in Drexel before okay. graduating. Like, okay. I would always push watches for my dad because I, I grew up loving him, you know. So I'd tell everyone, like, hey, I have the boutique for Richard Mille, AP, and Hublot. Like, my dad does, and I got you, you know, if you want one. Um. I met a lot of people in college who were like, Neil, if your family needs, like, someone to work, like, I would love to have a job. Because they saw your success and shit like that, right? Well, they would see the family's website, and I would always be talking about it. Of course. I sold watches to a couple people at at school for my dad, you know? So people would go out with my watches on, and people would be like, damn, Neil sold you that? That's crazy. (laughs) Okay. Um, So Sean, I met him in college, and he he always told me, like, I would love a job with your family. I love the watch industry. So... When we graduated, he told me he's still looking for a job, and my dad told me he's starting a new venture in diamonds, and um, he needed someone to work for him. Sean was super smart. I got him for my dad. Then my dad's business partner, not my dad, fired Sean. <laughs> so <laughs> why, I was why like, did he get fired? What happened? I don't know. They had a, like, <laughs> oh, just some beef. Okay, okay. Just an argument, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and like, he, got, he got fired. Yeah, and I was the, like, okay. Dad, Sean's amazing. You know this. And my dad's like, yeah, but my partner won't work with him shit, I can't send him back to his mom in New York. Like, yeah. he's going to be devastated. You know, Sean's my brother. 
So I took him un under the wing of timepiece trading. He loved watches. You know, he always loved watches more than jewelry. He just happened to land that job with my dad. So it was perfect. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see him in the videos. Like, he's very, bro, like, he, he, he knows, knows it. He knows it. Yeah, yeah, it's on out, another yeah. level. He's like, this one, grab this one. That one's a better investment, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's just snapping. He knows everything about each watch. Yeah, it was crazy. Everyone in the industry calls Sean, like, the Wikipedia. <laughs> That's what he seems <laughs> like. I was, was going to say, do people ask for him? Like, when they come in, like, hey, can I talk to Sean? Like, Cell clocks. Yeah. Everyone yeah. calls him the clocks. <laughs> so are you guys <laughs> partnered up on it now? Uh, Is that how it works? He's he's basically a partner. He's like a brother. Of course. He sits in my seat yeah. a lot of the time, yeah. a lot of the days, as you guys have seen on the YouTube. If you, of yeah, course, yeah, of course. Sure, yeah. So, so okay, so with that kind of partnership, I guess, or that kind of, you know, collaboration, how does that work? What kind of value does he bring that you think you don't bring and, and vice versa? Both ways, you know, yeah. like there's a lot of stuff that I can do that Sean can't. Uh, like there's a lot of stuff that Sean can do that I can't. Yeah. Um, he brings value that's uh, priceless. You know? Yeah. He's a brother to me. Yeah. Bef before work, like we were always tight. No, we well, played. that helps too, having that chemistry with someone too. I don't too. know if you guys ever heard of RuneScape. We used to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, so that's yeah. way back then you guys go. Way back, yeah. Okay, okay. So, so I'm curious. So you guys, so okay, so you moved to Miami. You get started, like you said, in a little apartment, your little table, whatever, with two, three watches. When do things really start to pick up? Like what and 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 what would you say is the reason, or what do you attest that this like the the business starting to pick up, and now more people are trying, starting to see you? I don't know what it was like. I mean, we. So, like you said, we started on, a, on our dining table in our living room, small little round dining table. We bought a printer off Amazon, $80, to safe off Amazon for 300 And I had, like, we started with a quarter million dollars. I okay. had it in that little $300 safe. But we were in an apartment, which I moved out of, so I don't care. I'll yeah, talk about it now. Course. We were high up, so I think it was kind of safe still. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're here today. You're, here, you're good, bro. Yeah, we're good. Um, we used to receive, like, You'd, you know the receiving rooms and, yeah. and apartments. We used to get like hundred, two hundred thousand dollar packages there. Jeez, like the guy on. would have it to us. I'd be like, "Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy." Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. It's um, Instagram was was helping us grow for sure. I you did you did that right from the beginning. The Instagram and you were yeah. going hard right away. Yeah, for sure. Because Instagram's what helped me start in my dad's business. Like, yeah, I never did retail at first. I always loved like. That's where I started to excel. Yeah, because you have it more private setup. Like someone comes in and they're just working with you one on one and they're checking out watches. Not like a retail right now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we've considered retail, but I think our clientele they they like our style better. Like they mm. come in and they're like, "Bro, this is so much more like chill," you know, like it's more personal too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you see cool. in the vids, people come in. You, got, you got the tequila bottles, the class of Zools, there, whatever, whatever you they want. want. You yeah, yeah, in, yeah. No, you guys keep it chill. Okay, so then w when was the first like breakthrough in terms of like a like a bigger, let's say, artist or celebrity? I mean, our first celebrity, I think, was Food God. Okay. Um, Crazy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just a friend brought him in. You know, uh, wow. I don't know if you guys know Jake Ponsky from here. No. <laughs> no. Sounds familiar. Yeah. I mean, I know who Food God is, but... He, he used to work at Horace Traps. So okay. we used to sell... We still sell Horace Traps. So okay. he just knew Food God. Food God was looking for a watch that we happen to have in stock. He came in. Sick. Yeah, he actually stole us a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for it, bro. Up. Wait for it. Uh, okay. What would you, what would you think the the hardest thing was when you started? What was the hardest thing for you? The hardest thing for us was definitely uh, building trust with the with the clients, trust with people. Yeah, um, but yeah. now it's like that's the easiest thing. It's yeah. amazing. Like now we don't have to pay for any watches till we receive them. Yeah, we check them out, we inspect them, then we send the wires. Um, before it was it was a little more risky. 
And we really had to like develop a relationship with the customer before just doing a deal. Right now, like deals move at like light speed. <laughs> yeah, they come in, yeah. they just they see what they want, take it, gone. Very quick. You Crazy. know, like it, it could be an Instagram chat that like we close a half a million dollar deal in two minutes, bro. Yeah. That's it's, insane. Because they see us now with, with Steve will do it. We sold pieces to Drake, wh- whatever, like yeah. big names. And that definitely helped with credibility. Like, so Food For God sure. being the first. I'm sure I, I said that a lot of times that, hey, I sold to this guy. And the, like, it yeah. helps, you know? You build that trust. credibility. People are like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I trust him if he sold to him. He sold For to sure. him, whatever the case Even is. though we have like clients that no one knows and they're mm-hmm. crazy, you know, like crazy. Well, I heard you say on, on a couple of videos too, you have some clients that are like big, big time, but they're just super low key and they, yeah. like, they like the fact that you guys are just chill. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm, yeah. Okay. Ahead, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm curious about, I'm curious about the actual business as a whole. Because, I mean, outside of you guys, like, buying watches from, let's say, people who just want to trade it in or whatever, right, who want to cash in on a watch, like, how does the business work? Do you, like, is it wholesalers? Do you guys, are you guys getting directly from, let's say, Richard Mill or, or Rolex? Like, how does that work? I, I've even wondered that, too. So that's the one place we do not buy from. Okay. Like, we cannot buy directly from the brand because if they Google any of our names in the company, we're trying to work on a social media like all of us. Of course, yeah, yeah. Best thing to do. Of course. Um, but yeah, if you, if they Google our name, they'll immediately find out that we're gonna resell the watch, you know, and that's what they don't want. So oh, okay. We actually buy from people like you who may get it from the boutique, and a lot of the times, whether it's pre-owned or new, we'll buy it, right? But a lot okay. of the times, people will just get it from the boutique, and like the same day, they're making calls to like ten watch dealers they know, or maybe only me if I'm the only person <laughs> they know, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> And they want to sell it because they go for so much over the retail, as I'm sure you guys know. So, like, people are literally going, let's say, grabbing a watch from Rolex, calling you right away, and what, just making, like, a, f- a quick flip, like a two, but, three but grand or whatever? But it's way more like, money than I make. It's, it's actually crazy. Cause really? Like, for example, this watch, if you were to pick it up at the, at the boutique. Show it up. Show it up. Yeah, show that thing, bro. Come yeah. on. This is Jeez. actually Steve's old watch. He picked up something <laughs> okay, crazy. Okay, okay. We're going to drop a video soon. Okay, okay. Um... Yeah, this watch, if you pick it up at the store, it's 180000 at retail without negotiating. You know, like at their asking price, it's 180000 But in the secondary market, I could sell this watch for 500000 today. So Holy the customers, they see 500000 online. They yeah. understand I need to make something. Of course. Uh, online, actually, it's, it's a little higher than the actual reality of what watches trade for dealer to dealer. And so maybe something that's listed at 500 online is actually trading at 420. I'll buy it at around three ninety to four hundred. The margins are small, yeah. But like, thank God with word of mouth and like Steve helping us out, promoting us all the time, and everyone, you know, all social media marketing. It's we have enough clientele to move stuff where that small margin adds up. You know, fair. Yeah. We focus on volume, and clients love that because a lot of jewelers they'll try to like. I've heard stories where like I'm selling a watch for twenty five thousand and someone bought it for ninety. Like yeah. I've heard like a watch I'm selling for ninety, someone paid three fifty. Like, Holy like shit. crazy shit. I'm, I'm, I'm making money still, you know, like, yeah. but nothing crazy because yeah, I, yeah. I want you to come back and trade it in. If I sell it to you for 300 when I could do 90, what the fuck am I going to do when you come to sell it back? You know, yeah. I'm going to kill you and lose <laughs> you for life, you know? So, so you want people to come back and trade them for in? For sure. The, the, I love what that. are like the benefits behind them coming back to trade it? I have your like business rather. for life, okay. you know? So even though it's smaller margins, Overall, it'll add up to more, you know? Yeah. And you'll, you'll trust me for life with anything. Like, yeah. any venture I may start. Because you'll see, like, we aim to, like, be plus or minus 10% on a watch. Okay. A lot of the time, it may be plus 100%, but never minus 50%, never minus 30%. Like, it's very rare that happens, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we try to make sure your money's safe. 
it's an investment at the same time as something you enjoy, you know? Yeah. I was going to say the community, I mean, it's cool that you're saying that in terms of like making sure people trust you, you keep their business forever. Because I feel like, especially after watching pretty much every single YouTube video you guys put out. <laughs> every single one. It's like, yeah, like it, it's a fucking community. Like people come in there and it's just like, it, like there, there's like a, such a vibe going on in the room. You can you can see it through a fucking screen. People come in there, they trust you guys. You know what I mean? Like you guys fuck around, joke around with them. And like, they're actually listening to everything you're saying. You know what I yeah. mean? So if it's like, you're telling them, yo, this one's a good investment. This one's not whatever. Like people trust you guys. Like it, it, you could tell it's different. I mean, bro, no cap. Like this is my whole bank account, right? Like yeah. I put my whole <laughs> bank account into this. Like yeah. I try to invest in what I think is currently in the market going to be a good investment. And I won't stock what's not because mm -hmm. I can buy it for you if you want and then I can have it here tomorrow. So I stock what I believe in. That's so. how, do you, how do you really know what's going to be a good investment? I mean, you have experience, right? Exactly. But for anyone watching out there that's trying to invest in watches, what are things you look for in watches like, to be a good investment? Like time in the market, like same as stocks or crypto. You know, okay. like I'm sure you've heard from crypto or stock people that yeah. like, as you research and you put time into it, you're going to know the market trends. You're going to know what's happening in the market. Yeah. Like, we're on our WhatsApp all day, bro. You message me, I'm I'm there. You know, like it's proper twenty four seven. Like sh like sh mm. part of the team is more morning, and like me, for example, I love to work at night. So like we're there all yeah, the yeah. time for 24 /7. you. Twenty four seven. I feel I feel like even the customer service aspect of your business is huge because huge. like they're making. I mean, they, they are people with money, but at the end of the day, it's a huge investment, right? It's like same price as a house almost yeah. in some cases, right? So let's say you have someone new coming in. What are you doing to make sure that they feel at home in that in that first visit? Whatever they want, bro. <laughs> so whatever they, there <laughs> you go. I was about to ask you. Let's go. Yeah, whatever they want. Yeah, eh? That's, we try to that's make everyone feel at home. Like, you yeah, know, it's, it's a it's a big jump to like get into a watch, especially if it's your, like, your of course. first investment. So we want to make sure you feel comfortable with us and comfortable with your purchase. You know. Do you guys and have a lot of first timers come to you guys? A lot. A lot yeah. yeah. That's Damn. dope. Our clientele is like forty and under. We we rarely really? have anyone over forty, and like. I can say because we just reported it. We did 113 million in sales last year. Wow! Like, Congratulations! Get a fucking round of applause for that. That's Holy crazy. shit! Unreal! Congrats, guys. It's three years old. So wow. What's the? <laughs> this is so random, but because now you guys saying whatever they want, right? What, have you guys had any like fucking really weird requests? People being like, "I need this, this, and that before I come in." Uh. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> weird guys like, I can't say a lot. Yeah, of I, it, I, I can't think of any like yeah. like. Uh, to, to quote, but for sure, crazy requests. And and in terms of like the biggest celebrities you've sold to, can you list a few of them? Like name a few of them. I mean, other Drake. than yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Drake okay. How did that go down? Because we're Toronto boys, Bro, so we gotta crazy, know all yeah. about that. This is a crazy request. Okay. Okay. Crazy request. Uh, Sunday Sunday in the afternoon after I went out crazy on a Saturday night, <laughs> okay. probably got home at like five a.m. Nice, I'm, nice. I'm actually smoking. I'm like, you know, I'm not hundred percent. We had a call at one, and uh, Ben Kicks is friends with Sean because Sean does a lot of, he loves shoes. You know, He got us all into shoes. Um, and Ben Kicks is like, hey, you got to pull up at the Mandarin right now. Something crazy is about to go down. He didn't even tell us who we're meeting. He's like, it's like so secretive, you know? Mm. Um, and Sean, Sean's like, I think it's Drake, bro. Like Drake's in Miami. I saw his story, and I'm like, yeah, I did too. That would be crazy. I know he works with Ben. So we're like, Bro, he, he needs us there in 45 minutes. So we actually got there late. Like, Drake is waiting on us in a, in a conference room. Wow. <laughs> That's insane. 20 minutes, yeah. That's insane. He's kind of pissed off the first time he met us. Not going to lie. Like, for he sure. spoke to us for like five minutes when we pulled up. We, we arranged two, but we had to arrange two security. We have to go open up the office, open up the safes, get 
like call the office to open because it's a Sunday, bro. It's it's a lot to do in, in an hour. Yeah, you know? <laughs> forty five minutes. Forty five minutes. Sorry, yeah, and and I hadn't even showered, bro. It was crazy, and but we we made it happen. Drake did not buy anything that day. I think okay. he was kind of pissed. Okay, but but he saw a taste of what we had, and I guess he liked it because he hit us up like a month later and like just randomly confirmed a watch and. Then He's bought a couple after. That's cool. What do you call Richard Mill? He's he's been buying all like very rare Rolexes from us, like really? like crazy priced Rolexes, you know, that are prices higher than Richard Mills uh, that Come on. no one has. Yeah, super limited stuff that you can't even you can't even money can't buy. Bro, yeah, money can't wow. buy. Wow, how does that feel for you guys? Like, how, like you know what I mean? Like just being in the room with these people, right? Like, I mean, fuck them buying your product is already insane. But how does it feel? Like, how how does it feel going from like you guys said, right? Three years the business has been there. You know, and, and what a year and a half, two two years in, you, you know, you're dealing watches to Drake, like that's insane. Honestly, the first time I met Drake was probably the most nervous I ever was meeting someone, like <laughs> for, for sure. business. Um, but after that, actually, like actually, everyone I meet, it's been a lot smoother. Yeah, because like, because Drake to me was like the <laughs> yeah. Michael Jackson. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. So, so what? Okay, what kind of watches? We got a lot of questions from our audience too. What kind of watches are the best investments right now? It's What's tough. like your favorite it's investment tough. right now as a watch? I, I think Richard Mille and Audemars. I mean, that's mine. Yeah. Personal. I don't give financial advice. I just, I just try to advise you on. <laughs> I like on what that I do. smart guy. See, made the made the statement. Yeah, yeah. So I think Richard Mille and Audemars. Yeah. yeah. As brands, it all depends on the budget and what you can buy, and we can advise you if you reach out on, on our Instagram. Do like a consult with them and just let them know what's yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk cool. to them, figure out what they like, what size they are, you know, because. The size of the watch matters, um, and the budget. The budget's important. Yeah, you can advise them what's the best piece in the budget. Yeah. In terms of Richard Mills, like, and you maybe correct me if I'm wrong because I really don't know fuck all, mm -hmm. but I feel like they become more popular recently. But I could be completely wrong. Yeah, for in the last eight to ten years, Richard Mill has gained uh, crazy credibility in the uh -huh. market. The name has gotten huge. Um, but the brand's been out for twenty years now. Okay. Uh huh. Um, it's not long, but. I think Richard Mille is very distinct. It's very different because they make 3,000 watches a year. I don't know if you guys knew this. Okay. Rolex makes a million. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So, like, if a, if a Rolex Daytona, I don't know, you guys know the stainless yeah, yeah, steel yeah, Daytona, yeah. the retail is like $14,000, 14 and change, okay? The watch trades for $50,000 in the secondary market today. And they're making a million watches a year. If Richard mm -hmm. is only making 3,000, you guys know how much money's out there, right? You, yeah. you, know, you know. So, that's not a lot of watches, you know? No, true. So they're going to be trading over retail. The boutiques are always going to be sold out. Um, I think even though they're young, they're very smart. They keep yeah. kept it very limited, and they, they have the right ambassadors. The way, the, well, now, now it all makes sense, because I feel like every time you're showing somebody one of them, like on YouTube when I'm watching, you, you, it's always like, this is one of 30. This is one of 50. You know what I mean? This is one, one of 50. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? There you go. So I'm like, okay, damn. Like, either like these guys are making a bunch of different watches, or they're just not making that many at all. Very limited production. Wow. Okay. Let's let's say somebody who's who's interested in getting into the industry. What what advice would you give them? Like what what are the steps to getting into the this type of industry? Put in the time, like a lot of time. You you need to learn the market inside out so that you're not buying wrong and or buying wrong and not making mistakes. Because when you start, you most likely will have limited capital. You cannot afford to make mistakes really. Yeah, just put the time in and it'll pay off. So what, what's anything. what's your role now with your company now? Both your roles, actually. My role is 
is the accountant. I don't know why we, we do not have a full-time <laughs> house accountant. So I do all Sounds like the last thing people get. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's very stressful. <laughs> I don't sleep much. Um, Just I, looking I at buy, numbers? I sell. I do everything yeah. from A to Z. Cool. But of course, I have people to help me every step of the way. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I do also like buy selling. Uh, I deal with a lot of retail, and I help my other brother with like the, the accounts as well. Like finance. My little brother is still in UM, like yeah. full time school. Okay, crazy. Okay. Full time at TPT. He's wow. crazy, super dedicated. I think when I moved here for school is when they started. So like I saw it all go down, you know. Like from day one. Wow, we saw the journey. Yeah, it's, it's because he was at UM that I. It was part of my decision in choosing Miami city to live because i could have picked new york la like i was in st martin you know yeah 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 well I, looking I back remember, sorry go ahead i remember i used to come home from class at like late at night i had like late night classes and uh they'd be on the kitchen table hoodies on like just grinding like buying something like like it, it literally looked like a like a ball pen you know like on yeah. wall street like yeah yeah and uh, we used to stay up. I used to study for my exams, and they used to be up. We used to be up to like four a.m., like sitting on the dining table. It was crazy. Those are the good times, bro. Good times. So looking back now, would you say that Miami was the better choice out of all the cities? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's the best city in the world to me. I love Miami. Dude, it's the same test. We're not even from here. Either. We just, well, we just, we just moved here, and we, bro, we said the same thing. Like this oh, you is the place here from Toronto. Yeah. yeah, we have really good friends from Toronto. I'm, Maybe you guys know them. We'll talk yeah. about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, we probably do. We probably do. They're dying to move here, and I keep. Everyone is, bro. Everyone from over there is trying to get over here. I don't blame them, bro. Me neither. <laughs> I don't blame. <laughs> but from so, with your business, would you would you look to expand into different cities, or is there a point really? So, I mean, we could, but like right now, I feel like it's too much to eat, like too much for us to handle with with already the growth we're having. We've yeah. gone from last year having I think it was four employees to this year having fifteen. Jeez. That's sick. Yeah. That's um, massive, man. And I can grow more in this city just through online and marketing. So I don't feel the need to. And like, I want to be on the premises until everything's fully managed. Yeah. You know, I want to make sure everything's, like I said, I do all the accounting. I need to f get every position filled. <laughs> Someone get this guy an accountant. We need to get him an accountant ASAP. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. I, I need one. No That's one crazy. Better. But the, the team growth is, is huge too. So how do you guys, when you guys are adding to the team, how are you guys doing that? What are you guys looking for? Mostly sales guys because the traffic we're getting is crazy. Um, just with all the, the famous people we're meeting, you know, um, every time we get a shout out, it's like 5,000 new people flooded, yeah. that we're posting to. And crazy, it's crazy. Like, out of the 5,000, maybe 100 will buy, which is pretty good turnaround. Wow. Holy fuck. In the lifetime of the company. Yeah. From what yeah, we're yeah, seeing, yeah. you know, like our followers, a lot of them are like real people who love watches and a lot of money. Because the yeah. for us, like we don't really sell like Rolex Submariners like a lot of the other people in this industry. For us, a, a steel Royal Oak is like a Submariner, which is like 60K entry, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, it's crazy. Do you have any competitors yeah. like in Miami? Like I'm not really aware. To yeah, be honest. we do. Yeah? Do you sure. work with them or is it like over the country? But like, is it like friends at the same is it time. friends? Yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah, say. We, do you work with so them? So I didn't even finish. Where else we buy from? Like we buy from consumers directly. We get it from the boutique, but we also buy from dealers who are the same as timepiece trading. You know, they buy cool. sell trade. We buy a lot from them, and uh, we're, we're actually in like combined as a team, maybe 200 group chats on WhatsApp that have 300 dealers in each of them. So that's what, 60,000 people? Yes, that's so a lot. Holy shit. If you need a watch, within an hour, we can get that request to 60,000 people who are doing what I'm doing, maybe on a bigger scale or maybe on a smaller scale. Wow, So and someone's gonna have it. Yeah, we can find you anything. anything. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, it, so it may that's take how it works. maximum two weeks to get here, but from any country in the world, 
we can get it to the United States. Well, that, that was actually my next question. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, do you guys have clients like out of the States? Mm-hmm. International, I guess? We have, we have um, clients all over, okay. but we only ship to Hong Kong and the United States. Oh, so. okay. Okay. Is there and a specific then, reason for that? I'm yeah, curious. other countries have duties. Like, we would love to sell to Canadian people more. We sell to Canadian people who come here, but uh, shipping there is, like, impossible because the duties... They get killed, yeah. Yeah. Like the watch ends up being what twenty thirty percent more. Like I, I don't know the exact percentage because every yeah. country is different. But it's, it's probably ridiculous. It's a lot. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Okay, they, I want to rather just wait to fly down. You know. Oh well, yeah, c- come and see nice. Yeah, they want to come here. Miami. Yeah, yeah. But, right? but then I feel a lot of the time you're when someone's in the mood to buy something, they'll just if they see it like local, they'll just end up getting it. So we do lose out on a lot of that business, but the U.S. is huge. Yeah, well, I was gonna say probably Miami not from Canada because there's literally nothing out there, bro. <laughs> like I've it's heard. a fucking wasteland yeah, right nothing, now. There's nothing. There's nothing. No, we I'm, have people flying from Toronto like for the weekend just to see timepiece trading they pick up their watches they go home like we that's party it. with them yeah. that must feel so good like it's that's amazing. unreal okay i mean I, I have to ask the question and i'm sure people want to know steve how the fuck did you guys make the connection there how did it grow so strong because now now i'm seeing your, the videos and you're like like i can tell the way you guys are chatting with each other you're like bro you're an idiot like da, da, da. you're like bros. talking shit yeah, yeah it's yeah, like it bros. feels like real like brotherhood now but like yeah may, maybe talk about how the fuck that even came to be um we had a client a very well-off client. He he owned a company that Steve used to work with. Um, I won't say any names, but he he brought Steve in, but he didn't even tell us he's bringing Steve in. Okay, he's just like, bro, I got a I got a customer to bring in. He wants to look at some Richards. And then All you right. see Steve fuck. Yeah, bro, I'm, I'm sitting on my chair and I see Steve walk in, and I, I've watched this guy for like years, you yeah. know, before, and I'm like, holy fuck, Steve will do it. <laughs> he's in my office. That's crazy. And then yeah, we just hit it off. He's a cool guy. Wanted to take care of him because yeah. I fucked with his shit like from the rip, you know. Yeah. Like I want to make sure this guy does good with watches. I saw he was. I, I watched his videos. I saw he was getting taxed by other people, so I showed him the right way to invest <laughs> money in the watches, and yeah, he's loving it. Even well now, bro. Like I, I think I was just watching. One, I don't know if it was your video, or his video. But bro, it's like well, his collection's like what a couple million dollars now, and you guys are doing this whole like. Wait, wait till the next video. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say because you guys are doing this thing. What are you doing? Where it's like a, a, a one week you're giving them three watches or something like. Uh, I don't know. Wait it was like a one watch every day or some oh, shit like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. When okay. did you guys um start the YouTube page, and and like how did that change the game for you guys too? Because I feel like you guys invest a lot you, into the YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, uh, shout out Tyler. Tyler really takes care of the YouTube. Uh, you don't shoot. You guys have yeah. seen his content. No, I haven't yet, but I'll check it out. Yeah, he he takes care of the YouTube for us. Um, how did we start? Like, yeah, wh- how or start? why did you guys want to go that hard with the YouTube? I saw a couple people in the industry doing it, and it worked well for them. And I knew, like, with our li- like our lifestyle is different. We were in a different city. We we love cars as well. You know, we we go out. We're younger than most dealers, so I thought people would like to see it. We started. And it took me long to start. I've been wanting to do YouTube since. I was like 16, bro. I wanted to do it as a fitness dude first. <laughs> yeah, you can still okay. do it, bro. <laughs> You're good. I, I'm too busy right now. Throwing a couple Honestly, girls in there. Too, too busy. Um, but finally, I, I grew the courage to do it. And of course, Sean, yeah. Sean was great on camera, so that helped. And um, yes, when Steve came in, we had already started the YouTube, I think, 10 days before he came in. Like, it was like a blessing, you know? Wow. And he was like, oh, you just started YouTube. Like, I fuck with you guys. I'm going to put y'all on. And he actually did a giveaway on his channel for us and uh, brought us like 100,000 subscribers basically overnight. It was unreal. That's crazy. Yeah, 100,000 one not, night. Like Steve knows, like he got us maybe a 20% boost in revenue, which for the numbers we're doing, which you heard, it's yeah. unreal. Like because Steve will do it. 
That's so we crazy. really take care of him. No, I could tell. I mean, like we we were we were saying like when we when we had we met Steve like very briefly at his condo, and uh, bro, the, like the guy's like an A list celebrity here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I haven't seen. I guess I haven't seen him anywhere else. But like in Miami, people treat Steve like he's fucking like a king. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but he deserves it. He, no, he's even such the a way dude, he moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could see it. No, and then yeah, I mean, it just it obviously fits hand in hand with your business. Like you know what I mean in terms of like the way he moves. When we walked into his condo. He, I think he was wearing that watch, bro, to be honest. Possibly, yeah. He was wearing... Uh, he was doing double. He was doing oh, double. it was that one. So it was yeah. that one, and it was a red one, a red Richard yeah. Mill. And he's wearing, he calls it a Kimbo. Kimbo, yes, yeah. yeah. Bro, he's wearing one on each wrist. I'm like, bro, this guy's like a milli, a milli just on the wrist. Like, I'm tripping out. Yeah. But I see you guys also do diamonds, right? I see yes. like, you guys doing some fucking big chains. You gave Steiny a chain, I saw. Yeah, I took it back. <laughs> I should though. <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> no, okay. No, so good. talk talk is is that a big is that a big part of your business? Do you guys do a lot of a lot of that stuff or is it just kind of like a sort of an additional piece? I, like I said, Steve did a lot for us, right? So for his team, I, I do above and beyond. I do mm-hmm. crazy shit. Like <laughs> shit that Steve does for others on his videos, I try to do back for him whenever yeah. I can. You know? Okay. Yeah. And then um uh but 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 it, but in terms of the actual let's say like the um, like those types of diamonds and shit, like the the um, the uh, like the, the necklaces Cubans, and whatnot, the tennis, Cubans, stuff like that. Yeah. Is that would you say that is that a big piece of your business? Like do you say guys like maybe eight to ten percent of our business? Okay, yeah. okay, sort of like an accessory, like a side piece, you know? Sure. Like okay, and and okay, now this is for me personally because I'm a huge six nine fan. So I know you had Danny in there a bunch of times. Yeah, he's he's my boy too. We watched a lot so, of uh, we watched a lot. We, it was one long video. You guys had him in there, and he couldn't choose between a couple of watches, Jacob and Cole watch, yeah. and and whatnot. Talk about what, how, like, just that experience. Like, how'd you, I guess, was, did Steve link you guys up? And yeah, then... Steve bought a Richard Mill for me one day. He was drunk. He bought a Richard Mill <laughs> and he bought it for himself. Yeah. And I'm out with him at his apartment and he's like, Neil, I'm gonna give this to Danny. I'm like, no way you're gonna do that, bro. You're tripping. Like, that's a lot of money, bro. That's a down payment on a $1.5 million house. house. Yeah, yeah. He's you know? like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm like, all right. And he just gave it to Danny. And then the next day, Danny had to change the strap. He wanted a different color. So he hit me up. And then from there, we were cool. It was just game over, yeah. I mean, we partied the night before, too. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, he got it going. Uh-huh. That's yeah. crazy. Um, what's what's the goal with the business? Like, where do you want to take this? Honestly, to my goal is to do a billion dollars in sales a year. Yeah. I think you're and on your way, bro. Keep it there. I think you're oh, on your I way. mean, grow from there, of course. The, <laughs> yeah. the sky is the limit. But, like, at least... That that should be my floor. Yeah, you're gonna be doing this forever. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so for sure. Along with more stuff. I, yeah, I will. Yeah. Are you into different things? Are you into crypto and are you into that world? A little bit. Yeah. I bought a board ape. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I saw decision. that. He helped me uh, man up and buy that. <laughs> it's scary, you know, buying a picture. It's of a, a picture, bro. Three hundred thousand dollars. I was gonna say, I think you're like, yeah, I bought this instead of a McLaren or something. Yeah, right? that, that's what I did. I was in between a 720s and a board ape, and I was like, I don't need another car. Let me let me try to invest the money the right way. <laughs> I actually amazing. did okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. You made money on it. Ape. I did. Yeah. That's crazy. You still have it? I sold her. Sold it. Sold him. Sorry. Sold it. Yeah, whatever. Oh, shit. So you copped <laughs> it and sold it. I sold it, yeah. Okay. I did very good. Uh, yeah? Yeah, very good. That's crazy. So yeah, what's your, what's your plan coming out of school? Uh, To help my brothers, bro, take yeah? the business to, to the moon. That's amazing, That's dude. what I'm trying to do. I, I started to grow a passion for watches in the recent years, just seeing them always do it. So I think it's what I want to do going forward now and like help with other ventures as well. What do you got on the wrist? What is that? Tell it's us. Uh, Audemars Piguet Royal Oak Chronograph. Mm. Show, show it to the camera. Let the camera see that. Mm, spicy. So 
So like two years ago, this watch was fifty-five thousand. Right now, it's two hundred. It's like ridiculous. Like, wow. Bruh, yeah. Come on. Watches are appreciating like that. Like, not all. That that's why it's not financial advice. Like I can't predict the market. I'm just telling you what's happened in the last two years. Yeah. Okay. Fair. And I, I also just want to go back to what you said. Like you said, it's an easy flip when people like you know they they go to retailers and they come to us and they sell a watch. Mm-hmm. But it's not as easy like to get a watch from a retailer. You know, like you have to build. You have to go in, build a relationship. Maybe you get hit on the head with a couple of pieces. You know, you buy pieces that don't go so insane in the secondary market. Maybe you lose 20 to 30%. But over the years, you build a relationship, you get good pieces, you know. But it's oh, not you like... Have to, you have to build a relationship exactly, with the real It's not t- like oh. you walk in, you're like, I, I want that piece. It goes for 50%. Oh, they won't just sell it to you. No, and today, it's, it's close to impossible to build a new relationship unless you're like crazy money because... So many people know about the premium on watches right now that there's like crazy wait lists, you know. True, and then and I'm sure like those retailers now are like sketched out by everybody. They're everybody. like, oh, this guy's gonna buy it and sell it in two <laughs> seconds. Yeah, yeah. Shit, eh? Because because salespeople are threatened to lose their job if the people they sell the watch to goes and sells it. It's crazy. Oh damn. Okay, so people so literally have their jobs selective. on the line. Uh-huh. Wait, okay, now this could be like really stupid question. You guys, let me know. I feel like it. Every time we talk to someone, and it could be for any investment, whether it be watches, houses, whatever, it's the the time frame is always like two years. Like, did the pandemic and shit like somehow help the watch market? I feel like it. It definitely did. Um, I don't know exactly how or yeah. why, but when the pandemic first came about and people started talking about it and going crazy and panicking, the watch market took a big dip, like a twenty to thirty percent dip, but for like four weeks, right? And and I was part of. I was a little bit in panic mode, but not so much as other dealers. Thank God, like, we're in a position financially, like, we grew very quickly, thank God. And, like, I didn't panic as much as a lot of people did. But four weeks after the panic, things just started, it went right back to where it was and then started climbing to new heights. It was crazy. And I think part of the reason was, like, if if you go out and spend money, you know, if you're used to nightlife and stuff like that, which our customers, the millennials, they love doing that. And it all got shut down, so they were saving all this money, you know, like from from yachts <laughs> and clubs and restaurants and dates. And I feel like a lot of it got spent on luxury goods, which made more scarcity in the market, made the pieces more of an investment, and like made more people attracted to it. So it just kept going up, you know, because of that. Makes I think. Sense. I think. Yeah. That's my theory. No, it makes sense because I mean, like, yeah, like I said, I feel like every fucking investment someone talks about, they always say last two years. So the pandemic has helped it in some way. Like, and and all the free money that was given out, a lot of people who didn't work hard for it, they blew it and <laughs> might have been on luxury goods. Yeah, <laughs> might have been on timepiece trading. <laughs> well, probably probably wasn't enough, but. Damn. Thank God I didn't wear my Apple Watch today. <laughs> I was about to put that thing on. I'm like, bro, what am I doing? I was about to put it on, and in my head, it's just like, bro, don't do it, bro. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, all right. I'm just going bare right now. Um, yo, let's get him the question. Y- y- yeah? Yeah. So do you have any questions on your oh, phone I do, quickly? I do. We got some questions there quickly. Our audience uh, has for yeah, you guys. Yeah, some watch lovers and shit. They're going off. Yeah, man. A lot let's of people have been seeing you guys, bro. Awesome. I mean, you've been doing a great job. I think that YouTube has like, completely like it's blown down up, a 360 because people get to be in there and feel like they're in the room with you guys you know what i mean like i'm watching you guys deal to six nine and i feel like i'm in the room part of the deal like you know what i mean like, yeah i feel like i'm in there and you guys are laughing i'm laughing but it's too chill, though. That's i'm just why watching this but i'm like laughing as if like i was there but um, yeah what do they got yeah we got most ex- expensive watch sold and to who i don't know if most we didn't expensive know. watch we've sold was uh skull right yeah private client it was yeah. 1.7 million dollars 
Bro, no, no 1.7. 1.7. What kind of what kind of watch? It was a Richard Mille Turbion of a limited of ten pieces, it's shaped like a skull. I, I'm sure you guys have seen the Richard Mille skulls. We'll we'll pop it up. We'll we'll yeah. edit it in. Damn. Okay. What else we got? Um, one Christ, one person is interested to know his relationships with other YouTube watch dealers, namely Anthony Ferrer. Uh, our For relationship their, with yeah. other watch dealers yeah. on YouTube was amazing. Yeah. Um, Anthony Ferrer is a good friend of ours. Um, oh. We used to do a lot of business that we haven't done as much recently, but for no reason in particular. Um, yeah. Good friend. <laughs> What's the future of the watch market? Are prices going to keep going up? Not financial advice, but you can answer that, of course. <laughs> you want to answer this one? Uh, I think I think more and more people are realizing that hard assets are the way to go now. So I think that the industry is going to keep climbing, whatever it is. You know, I think luxury goods in particular are going to keep going up. And just like you guys said, there's more and more people realizing that this industry is not only just a flex industry and a luxury industry, it's also an industry to make good investments, you know? Yeah, which is, I didn't really realize until I started watching your videos, to be honest, when like people were making money on their investments. And even with, with Steve, I think you said like, this is worth this much, but give it like six months or something like that. We'll come back and redo the calculation. That's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's crazy because, yeah, jewelry, you, yeah, everyone had implanted in their minds. You lose money when you buy jewelry, you know? It's something you buy as a luxury. You enjoy it and you lose money, but now you get to enjoy the luxury. And if you do it right with the right people, the people you trust, you should be okay. Yeah. I guess that's why, that's why it's important to have like a good a good wash dealer, jewelry dealer, sure. or whatever, just to Whether make sure that... or whoever. Yeah, yeah. Well, hope it's, if it's anybody, it's them, eh? So you guys know. No, that's sick, though. Um, okay. what's, the, what's the best advice when it comes to servicing a client? The best advice is to bend over backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're in Facts. sales, so yeah. that's yeah. what we do. You know, we accommodate the client. Yeah, for whatever they want. Anything. <laughs> Anything. Anything. Um, what are your favorite watches? My favorite watches? Uh, Richard Mille and Audemars, namely uh, the RM3502. It's the Nadal. It's the watch Rafael Nadal wears when he plays tennis. I own one myself. Yeah. And, uh, that was that black one, right? It's an all-black watch. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a couple variations of it. Like Steve has the red one. You saw yeah. him akimboing it with this yeah. watch. Uh-huh. Um, I have the black version. And then for AP, my favorite is the Skeleton, the open-worked. The 1.7 mil? No, it's it's like a... Oh, that was a Richard. Oh, that was a Richard. The steel one today okay. is like 250000 oh, okay. and gold it's like three hundred fifty. dollars It's okay. not bad. That's not bad, guys. <laughs> guys. And you, what's, what's your favorite? Uh, I'd also say I'd have to go with Richard Miller and AP. Yeah. Uh, in AP, I like the green dial tourbillon. It's like full titanium. Okay. Um, Watch is absolutely insane. Like I, I like lightweight stuff. I also don't have like a chunky wrist. So I like mm. wearing stuff that I don't even feel. Yeah, yeah. And for Richard Miller, I like to say the ultra thin. Uh, Steve had that watch too that he gifted to Danny actually. Damn. The green, the green watch, yeah. Craziness. There's like different variations of that watch, and they're all like made for athletes. So the whole purpose of that watch is to not feel a thing. You put it on your <laughs> wrist, you can't even feel it. It's the That's lightest. Insane. It's the lightest Richard Mille in production. It's like thirty grams. Yeah. Is, is that the one where he was like, "Oh, it's my gym watch or something"? Yeah. yeah. Gym watch. I was dying at that. <laughs> yeah, not me to wear watches to the gym now. <laughs> That's crazy. Just swagging at the gym, gym watch. I mean, I got to right because I'm trying to market everywhere. Of so, course, yeah. insane. Okay, listen, Damn, we gotta come by timepiece trading soon, eh? You we got gotta, to. Yeah, for real. By, no, right? no, for real. Listen, guys, this is the MBH podcast. All right, money buys happiness. Loved it. What do you think of the term, bro? Does money buy happiness for you? Um, Miami and money <laughs> do somewhat buy happiness i won't say 100 percent of it but for sure like you know if you want something you have goals like most of the time what you want is going to cost some money 
I mean, not always, but a lot of the time. Yeah. Most in, of the time, yeah. In today's world, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just the world we live in. If you, The things you want, nine, 99% of the time cost money. It's crazy, yeah. You know what I mean? What do you think? What do you think of the term, bro? I think I think a hundred percent. Let's go, there's my th- guy. There's so many people that like try and try and like say that money doesn't buy happiness, and there's obviously some things that money can't buy, right? But I think if you're looking at life as a whole, you always want to level up, and the only way to do that is to have more money. Yeah. It's facts. Not the only way, right? But like, yeah, <laughs> it, it can help with everything. Yeah, yeah I feel yeah, like yeah. it depends on what what makes you happy. Yeah. You know what also, I mean? like, what what way you want to level up? You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's facts. That's facts. But again, like especially if you're speaking in this city <laughs> you need money bro <laughs> you no, need money city, to do you anything, anything bro. Bro. The city you, need it. you need money to do anything <laughs> now we always say that and i think like man you can see it you guys are passionate about what you do right yeah. and i think that that makes it even better so it's like you know whether it's 10k or 10 mil if you're enjoying what you're doing and you guys clearly are then that brings happiness right there right yeah. and then again like now uh, you know, after watching you guys on YouTube and seeing what you've been up to, like, yeah, you could see, like, it doesn't look like there's a fucking minute that you guys don't enjoy what you're doing. The people you guys have coming in are fucking cool. Like, even though some people that come in and I, I saw on the YouTube that just, like, maybe aren't famous. They're not Steve Will Do It or, or Danny. Like most people will come in. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you guys are still treating them at that level and there's laughs and shit. Like, it's cool. And I think I think I even seen, I don't know, was it Dan, the episode you guys had, Danny, your, your pops came in, your dad came in, and yeah. he was cool with them, telling him, like, no, nah, that's, you were saying, like, purple and blue for the fucking, the, the, the straps, the straps whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, so He actually spray painted one of the straps. I saw the video. <laughs> Craziness, craziness. Um, what what does your pop say now about seeing this whole this whole thing happen? He says I'm lucky and blessed. <laughs> <laughs> still lucky, eh? Still lucky. Still lucky, of course. No, no, Pops that's crazy. Hard on me, but I think that that's part of the reason I am who I am. Yeah, no, it's a big piece, man. Hundred percent. I appreciate you guys coming, bro. Straight yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a pleasure, Unreal. man. Unreal. No, it's uh, chill, guys, bro. Yeah, no, really cool. We gotta come check you guys out for yeah, real. Yeah, we will. Um, we will. Appreciate you coming out and uh, yeah. Check them out on IG, YouTube. Everything. Maybe may, may, maybe one day we rip a fucking EP at uh, your spot too. Oh, an episode sad. there and just something cool. We actually just started a podcast on our page. Too. Okay. We'll plug it, plug it, plug it. No, but really appreciate you guys. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely set something else up. But uh, with, you know, with that being said, guys, if you made it this far, thank you. Love you. Subscribe, like, comment. Let us know what you think. If you got any questions for these guys, put it in the comments. We'll get to it. We'll get to answering it. Yeah, straight up. That's where we're at. All right, we out. All right, out. Thank you, guys.